Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 36 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Acts chapter 10 today and our focus is on the boiled down and most important parts of the Christian message and testimony. So this is a daily 10-minute podcast where we will dig into the truth of the Word of God by reading one chapter a day and discussing it. I appreciate you listening. I would encourage you, almost beg you, to share the show with other people because our goal is to get as many people as possible involved in daily Bible reading. And that's our focus. You don't have to go back and and check on things you missed. We want to go forward Be in the Word of God every day, thinking about it, listening to it, considering it, and learning from it. And if you share the show on social media or text a friend about it or talk about it in a conversation, that's one way to bring people in together, hearing the Word of God, which is so important. Also, check out our website, Bible2021.com, if you want to send in a question or comment or see a transcript of each episode, you'll find that there. Now, I myself don't have much of a marketing background, but I've studied marketing and sales enough to know that there are lots of experts in the field that recommend people who are trying to get hired or people who are trying to sell an invention or an idea or a business plan or something along those lines, they should have a very well-developed and well-thought-out, quote, elevator speech that is tightly focused, lasts about a minute, enough to go from maybe the bottom floor of an elevator up a few floors, and contains everything essential that you need to communicate and absolutely nothing empty or superfluous. So that's what an elevator speech is. The core idea of what you're trying to share boiled down into about a minute or two, about the time it takes to ride the average elevator. Now, in the past, Christian leaders have sought to train Christians in the art or skill of soul winning. And they've used various methods, including having a well-memorized elevator-style speech, maybe one that ends with the question, if you died tonight, do you know where you would spend eternity? Now, I think that's good, and I think it's good to train people to share about Jesus, but I will say in 2021, I'm not sure that having a well-rehearsed and memorized speech kind of thing that you go to every time is the best way to share Christ today. People seem to have a better ability now to tell when something is canned or less than genuine or memorized or whatever. They seem to be turned off by boilerplate style speech. Now that said, I think Christians, we should know the essentials of the faith, the core of what Christianity is all about. And we should be able to say it in a way that we can present a compelling elevator-style speech about the core and crux and center of Christianity. We should be able to, in about a minute or two, hit all of the major elements of the faith and tell the story about Jesus and what it means to follow him. In fact, we are essentially commanded to do something like this in 1 Peter 3.15, which says, But in your hearts set apart Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Well, it's very apropos that Peter would be the human agent for this command because he gives one of the best elevator speech style summaries of the whole of the Christian faith in our chapter 10 today. Let's read his summary. Look, I know we're going to read it twice today, but 
Maybe reading it twice, listening to it twice is going to help us remember the important details here. This is Acts 10, 34 through 43. Peter began to speak. Now I truly understand that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation, the person who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. He sent the message to the Israelites, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You know the events that took place throughout all of Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the tyranny of the devil because God was with him. We ourselves are witnesses of everything he did in both the Judean country and in Jerusalem, yet they killed him by hanging him on a tree. God raised up this man on the third day and caused him to be seen, not by all the people, but by us whom God appointed as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Now, in that one 60, 70-ish second proclamation, Peter hits almost every core essential of the gospel. Now, the only thing I can find that's missing out of the core is the promise of the resurrection through Christ and eternal life in heaven. And I will say, I'm sure Peter proclaimed that hope to Cornelius' household. I just imagine that Luke didn't write it down simply because the Bible does not record everything that was said in a particular instance, nor should it. It covers and records the essentials. If it recorded everything that was said, it would be like you would have to put it in a truck to carry it around. It would be such a big book. This would be a great passage for all of us to be very, very familiar with in conversing with seekers, agnostics, critics, and unbelievers. Maybe we should all be ready to give such a succinct and boiled down summary of what the good news is when we're asked about it. So let's read the whole chapter. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. There was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. About three in the afternoon, he distinctly saw in a vision an angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius. Staring at him in awe, he said, What, what is it, Lord? The angel told him, Your prayers and your acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier who was one of those attending him. After explaining everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were traveling and nearing the city, Peter went up to pray on the roof about noon. He became hungry and wanted to eat, but while they were preparing something, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened in an object that resembled a large sheet coming down, being lowered by its four corners to the earth. In it were all the four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth and the birds of the sky. A voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, Peter said, for I've never eaten anything impure and ritually unclean. Again, a second time, the voice said to him, What God has made clean, do not call impure. And this happened three times. And suddenly the object was taken up into heaven. While Peter was deeply perplexed about what the vision he had seen might mean, right away the men who had been sent by Cornelius, having asked directions to Simon's house, stood at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was named Peter, was lodging there. 
While Peter was thinking about the vision, the Spirit told him, Three men are looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them with no doubts at all, because I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men and said, Here I am, the one you're looking for. What's the reason you're here? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who has a good reputation with the whole Jewish nation, was divinely directed by a holy angel to call you to his house and to hear a message from you. Peter then invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and set out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa went with him. The following day he entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was expecting them and called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up and said, Stand up, I myself am also a man. While talking with him, he went in and found a large gathering of people, and Peter said to them, You know it's forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or visit a foreigner, but God has shown me that I must not call any person impure or unclean. That's why I came without any objection when I was sent for. So may I ask why you've sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago at this hour at three in the afternoon, I was praying in my house. Just then a man in dazzling clothing stood before me and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your acts of charity have been remembered in God's sight. Therefore send someone to Joppa and invite Simon here, who was also named Peter. He is lodging in Simon the Tanner's house by the sea. So I immediately sent for you, and it was good of you to come. So now we are all in the presence of God to hear everything you have been commanded by the Lord. Peter began to speak. Now I truly understand that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation... The person who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. He sent the message to the Israelites, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You know the events that took place throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the tyranny of the devil because God was with him. We ourselves are witnesses of everything he did in both the Judean country and in Jerusalem, and yet they killed him by hanging him on a tree. God raised up this man on the third day and caused him to be seen, not by all the people, but by us whom God appointed as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and of the dead." All the prophets testify about him that through his name everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and declaring the greatness of God. Then Peter responded, Can anyone withhold water and prevent these people from being baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay for a few days. Well, amen to that. And friends, let's close out with our Bible memory verse for February. It is Acts 9.31. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. Well, good day to you, friends. Be encouraged and Godspeed.